This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. I'm Sophie Scott. And I'm James Gill. Our mission is to make wellness accessible to everyone. We'll be chatting with our favourite people. Sharing uplifting news stories. And delivering tips and tricks. To bring balance to your lives. Hello, welcome to the Balance Podcast. It's me, James Gill. I never say my name. Why did I do it this week? could probably cry for help. Um, our guest this week is Ian Haste. He's the author of the new book, The Seven Day Basket. You might already follow him on YouTube or Twitter or Instagram. Uh, he is a... Well, he, he worked, as he explains, he, he started off pulling pints, worked his way up in the kitchens, ended up running kitchens, then also has an IT background. He's been able to marry these backgrounds, launch a YouTube, YouTube channel. He's also part of the Chapman family. Now, if you're into your influencers, you will know the Chapman family. So he he talks about uh, his relationship with uh, with YouTube and and that sort of internet fame. As he says, he's relatively new to it. Um, also, crucially, the key to this book it's, it's such a good idea. Uh, the seven day basket. So the whole point is one basket, one week, seven meals, and this book has seventy recipes. So the idea is he gives you a shopping list. You would go to the shops, you would buy the things on the list, and then that list is enough to make seven meals, Monday through to Sunday, seven meals for you and one other person. Or you and yourself, if you're feeling strong. I shouldn't I shouldn't encourage overeating, even though it was clearly a joke. Um, Ian, it was great company. This is a good, fun chat. Uh, so look out for The Seven Day Basket by Ian Haste. I believe it's out 8th of July. Someone from Headline, the publisher, will uh, have a sniper in the tree, if I'm wrong there. Uh, I believe it's out on the 8th of July. Uh, Before we get to our chat with Ian, it's our good news section. Good news this week. I'll be honest with you, this is more like the um, and finally bit you used to get on the news at 10. You know, it it would be, Ben Elton used to do a routine about this, and it would be a panda getting an erection. It was was more like, it was was like cheering you up. So this is, this is this is good news, but it's it's a it's a bit of fun. I'm mindful that some of the good news is recently have been pretty heavy. Um, okay, so if you if you were looking to invest, I mean, don't 
don't take me to court if this investment backfires. You might you might want to invest in edible insects and bugs. Faux shiz, to quote uh, Juno. Faux shiz. Um, so it, it would appear that this, the sale of edible insects and bugs has gone up by about 25%. Now, already you might be thinking, not on my watch. Bear in mind what's happened with sushi this past, what, 20 years? How do you say to someone in, I don't know, the 70s that you would be eating raw fish, you would be laughed out of town? And obviously now it's quite the delicacy, quite the expensive delicacy as well. You can tell that I'm the person that pays for the uh, takeaways in this house. Um, and now insects are tipped to to have a surge. Have you tried them? I've, I've tried them. I'll be honest with you, not for me. There is gen- genuinely, there is nutritional value in insects. Uh, there was a picture a couple of years ago, Angelina Jolie eat, eating a bug. Miley's accent has not done Angelina Jolie. That, that, I mean, I've, I've overdone it there. Um, so we have a quote here from, uh, the, a report has been made by Barclays. And there, there is, there's a good environmental twist here. We see scope for insects to reduce the environmental burden of our food system. Uh, that's from Emily Morrison, who's one of the people uh, one of the people responsible for a, a report from Barclays. Uh, she continues, although there are numerous hurdles to overcome, notably regulation, price, and cultural acceptance. I'll be honest with you, it, the cultural acceptance is, it, is the big one for me. Uh, we see insects as a viable middle ground for consumers wanting to make their diets more sustainable. So look, I'm sure you've heard this a lot. If you want to do something that gets yourself out of your comfort zone, Maybe try some bugs. Not from the garden. That's much if the neighbours saw you. But you can buy them from supermarkets. They are more readily available now. Um, oh my gosh. The bug protein market could be worth around £6 billion by the year 2030. Yikes. I'll be honest with you. I'm going to stick to Monster Munch. Um, but there you go. That, that was a nice one. That was, that was a fun one. Um, anyway. Now onto our uh, onto our chat with with Ian Haste. Ian, this is a this is a beautiful cover. It's it's weird for me to be holding the cover and looking at you, yeah, at the at the same time. Um, may I ask a question? I always ask people when they've got a new book out. How does it feel when you first hold that copy in your sweet sweet hands? Oh, it's one of the best feelings. Yeah, it really is. No, I mean all that hard work. You know, that's eight months of the making that book. So when you finally get it into your hands and know that you've you've created that and you've recipe tested it, you've put so much love into it. It's 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 not there the same as childbirth, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> you have two kids, don't you? I do. I have two kids. What age? Oh my gosh, one is one is they're, well, they're both about to have their birthday. One's about to turn four, and one is about to turn one. Oh, yeah. How about yourself? Uh, six and seven. Oh, go on then. Back so it, to back. Does it get? Uh, it gets. It gets. No, 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 no. Okay. You got a boy and a girl. God, I'm this is this is going much darker than I was expecting. What have you got? Uh, two girls. Two girls. <laughs> I tell you, I tell you what the the, the problem yeah. is. I don't find it a problem. My wife less so. Um, the four year old, the the girl that's about to turn four. When I say gets into our bed every night, I mean every night of of the week without without fail. So the the baby sleep sleeps through the ba- baby because a lot of people would assume that our oh, baby means. No sleep, mm-hmm. but it's actually the four-year-old getting into our You've bed. Got to nip that in the bud. We, we you, do. You, yeah. We fear that 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 ship has has long sailed. Oh, I don't know. I don't um, know. We've been very lucky with that. We've never let that happen, ever. 
right from from both both children. Sure. Not in a nasty way. We no, just, no. We've made it very very clear that that's our our area. You can come through in the morning, but that that you can come through there once it's woken up and it's ready for school time, for instance. I think I've made peace with the fact that she'll do this till she's about forty five. <laughs> Which would be a bit weird. Oh, yeah. Yeah. As long as I don't reveal that on a podcast. <laughs> um, but how do you, uh, you know, obviously we're, we're called balance and it's always nice to get a balance question in there. How do you maintain balance? Because I know that you're, you're obviously a, a busy chap. The fact that you've not had breakfast today because you were working. Mm-hmm. How on earth do you do it? Because I bet you have the same when you chat with mates who don't have kids and or, or you meet someone who doesn't have kids and they say, how many have you got? And you say two and they do that. Ooh, you know, that sort of thing. How do you, you know, what's your secret there to, to juggling it all? I think it's the same with anything with anyone with um, children is that I'm a firm believer of structure right down the line so making sure that they're dressed and ready for school they know how to do all that themselves and they've been able to do that from from an early age sure which means I don't don't have to worry about that in the morning so much (laughs) my wife's not getting stressed in the morning either sure and I think we've always we really have based it around structure all the way through and I think then you can live quite a balanced life did you go Gina 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 Ford no we love a bit of Gina at our house. What's that? Gina Ford is this contra... I, I love that um, I've got these planned questions. Oh, I mean, I'll put them in the bin. Um, Gina <laughs> Gina Ford uh, is a, a parenting expert, but she's controversial on the mummy message boards because she doesn't have children. So I'm firmly... I'm hashtag team Gina, but obviously a lot of the parents are of the opinion, yeah, what does she know? She doesn't even have kids. Um, but she, she's, uh, I don't want to get sued here. Uh, should we say she's quite firm in her beliefs? So yeah. it's not for everyone. I mean, Gina would have a heart attack if she knew that our four-year-old was getting into our... That is like... As, as am I, really. <laughs> <laughs> While you were talking about your routine, my internal monologue was, Ian, please, will you live at our house? <laughs> just a couple of weeks. Just get things sorted. i those kids in order, don't yeah, worry. Yeah. Yeah, it's a Channel Four documentary waiting to be made. Um, yeah, Gina's good, but it's 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 not for everyone. No, no, I've never heard of her. Gina, for, well, mate, on the way home, Google, you're in, you're in for a treat. Just just have a look at the message boards. It's um, you have you have a strange amount of time on your hands. I can assure you, as our regular listeners will attest, I do not. Um, well, in in terms of the book, it's one of those things that when you when you read about. You know, when you read about the idea behind it, it's one of those wonderful ideas where you go, and I bet you get this a lot. You're like, oh, why didn't I think of that? It is such a like like any of the best ideas ever. They are the simplest ideas. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, And that is something which has been so hard to know about this a year ago that you're going to get a book deal, and you've come up with this great idea, and you've got to keep it quiet for so long, and you won't believe how difficult that is amongst chef friends as well oh, what's mate. your concept idea not telling you absolutely <laughs> i don't want to follow out with you but i can't tell you exactly and the yeah. whole idea the seven day basket came from um well it, it's, a, it's a year long making as i say but the whole concept came in from it was going to be called the god's bible first of all and then the student's bible yeah and it's going to be a case of um looking at how people shop and trying to work out how they shop daily and it started off this is going back a few years now uh, this is going back what Four or five years ago, I went back to my living my mother-in-law's for yeah. six months, renovating a house. Long story. Um, and <laughs> we decided to go back to mother-in-law's with two children, which is a crazy idea, first of all. And then I was shopping local, and the only way you could shop there um, was a, to- a Tesco's Metro, sort of like the local petrol station. And, and that was right next door to a university. 
And I'd go in there every evening and I'd, I'd pick up my food shop and I'd put all my ingredients together and I'd see the same group of people in there every night. Sure. And they were the same things. They're putting the same random eclectic mix of foods into their, into their basket, going around the aisles. And I'd see them again the next day with the same random mix. And it came apparent to me that people don't chef, uh, people don't cook as a chef sees things. I look things at like a combination cooking. So I look at a chicken breast and think I can use that in four different various meals. Whereas a lot of so people good. don't look at things like that. So I, I'd look at that and think, fajitas, and end of sentence. End of, and that's what they do. They then go back to the shop again the next day and fill their little basket. So the whole idea was that if they could fill that one basket with everything they need for their seven evening meals for the whole week, A, they're saving time, B, they're saving money, and C, the most important thing, there's zero waste coming out of that basket, which to me is most the most important thing. Because God knows... What is it? How many? I think it's like 170 million tons of waste we have year yearly at the moment. And the biggest, the worst people for that is home users. Everyone thinks it's the factories and and the the big companies and the producers of these projects and the farmers. They're the lowest percentage. It's actually us. It's actually us, us at home just wasting things. It's bonkers, isn't it? It is. Yeah. The reason why my, I went ashen there was when I just think of all the evenings that I'm scraping the plate into the bin. You know. Um, now I don't want to I don't want to appear sexist, but when when I was you know I was reading about it, I was going through the book. It's it it feels like, and I'm I'm knocking my fellow men here. It, it feels like a great fit for for men. Oh, really? Yeah, that was my that was my interpretation. Okay. I, when I was going through the book, I because th- I was I was I'm sharing too much. That's been the theme so far. I was single for twelve years, right, right. from ninety seven to oh nine, yeah. and I thought, where was this book? In those, <laughs> in those 12, 12 long, bleak years. But maybe that's because you're a bloke and you're the only one. Who, have you actually given it to your, your wife or your partner? Um, have I given this book to my wife? Yeah. No. Uh, I'll, I'll, so I'll she, share... she might have the same reaction. Well, no, I'll, I'll be honest with you. It's uh, 10 years to the day today since we met. Happy anniversary. Well, uh, well, you take me nicely into my next comments because you're... <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You are looking at her <laughs> gift. I'm going to sign it now. Oh, mate. <laughs> to you. Please. No, no. Please, for the love of God. Oh, dear. It's interesting you say that, though, because um, we did a lot of research. We listened to the, the, the media, because we, we, we've got a YouTube channel and an Instagram feed, sure. and we looked at the demographics, and we, and we really listened to the audience. So we put out a poll, and we looked across what people watched the most. And I've got an audience between 25 and 36, um, with a 50, 49, 51 split between male and female. So pretty much yeah, unusual yeah, for, for, a, for a channel. Yeah, yeah. And we asked them, you know, I could have gone all out on the book and cooked lots of different things, but they wanted variation. But they really wanted their staples. The amount of people that still want to have a mac and cheese, they want to still have their, you know, the various set meals like bolognese. So then I start thinking about, okay, let's do the seven day basket, but do it in the methodical order as, as people eat. So, for instance, we've got Meat Free Monday. Sure. We've got a Tuesday and Wednesday. We do Meat Free Monday. You do it. Absolutely. That's yeah. what I love to hear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, we've listened to the audience. Yeah. You see? yeah, yeah. And then yeah, it yeah. comes back through the, through the week and people start getting a takeaway on a Friday and a Saturday night. So if you notice all the way through the book, Friday and Saturday evenings are catered towards a healthier takeaway. It's got um, some amazing Maldivian curries. That's right, yeah. Six-hour beef rendang in there. Um, and then you start tittering over to the weekend. You've got the Sundays. Now, me personally, with two children, I always promised my kids that they'd have a roast every Sunday. That, that was the most important thing because it's the family gathering time and it's really apparent in the UK that's the way we're still eating. We don't sit around the table every night. So if you look in the book, every Sunday is something like a rack of lamb with a Yorkshire pudding or a giant toad in the hole. hole. Yeah. It was always around that hole. Get around the table, get the kids eating some vegetables and things and enjoy it. The the 
the pictures as well. I mean, I know the the, the term food porn is why <laughs> it is widely used, isn't it, these yeah. days? But it, re I mean, it really is. It's be it's beautiful. What what input were you, were you having there? Because you must be. I, I am well aware that I sound like I own shares in Ian Haste. And <laughs> I, I, I wish I did. Um, but I look at, I know, I, I, in my job, I, I see a lot of food books, but the, the, this, these really pop. Right, I've just, I've just randomly picked a page. Look at that. I mean, look at that. So it's, that is, uh, I'm, I'm aware that I just said, look at that on a podcast. Also, um, you said that on a big stuffed tenderloin. If you are... <laughs> If you're maybe if you got the book at home, you're doing read along. We're on page 170. That that is a good idea for a podcast. <laughs> okay, reader, we're turning over now. Um, this is the peach and sage stuffed pork fillets with garlic roasties. So, could you talk us through the the creation? Because I'm guessing from a, a YouTube Insta point of view, that it almost goes without saying that the images are especially important. Images sell food. Yeah. It's as clear as that. And. Um, as far as input I have, I come from a print background. My dad's a printer, my brother's a printer. So for me, the end product had to be as I wanted it. I'm not a control freak. My wife might say different. But um, the, the, the imagery, you see so many cookbooks now at the moment, which is um, wonderful, don't get me wrong. But from the last 10 years, you've seen a, um, what's the word? a grainy effect coming through with the, the coffee shop type cookbooks. Can where... I, I'll let you into a secret. Yeah. There was one book we couldn't put in the magazine because the images too grainy weren't strong enough yeah so the, the, the clarity for me was um you wanted it to be as shiny as possible a gloss print high quality paper and it sounds really silly but that will get messy you know if people are actually properly cooking from it so it's it's a nice glossy feel to the paper and if you look at the, the pictures that they just pop they, they do really pop did. yeah you, 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 sorry go on no we just had a fantastic team it was just like um um, headline Publishing just put together the most beautiful team of people, really. Fantastic photographers. Um, I hear their staff are pure evil. <laughs> Joking, because we're, we're joined by Jessica from, from Headline. Obviously, I wouldn't say such a thing, not while she was sat here. Um, you, you mentioned your wife there. One thing I wanted to talk about, because now I'm, I'm 41, and if I'm honest with you, the... The hot, the the YouTube thing is I've a wife who's quite a bit younger than I am not 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 weirdly young but quite a bit younger, <laughs> so she's she's more immersed in this whole world that, than I am. Yeah, now, I get that. Totally. Please, yes. <laughs> May I ask, what is that like? How how tricky is that? Can you give some insight? Because when you are, I know I know you're not living your whole life, but a lot of your life is in front of a camera. Um, what is that like? How do you maintain sanity there? Um, for, for me personally, for my story, yes. um, I'm, I'm a newbie to YouTube. Um, uh, my family's very much the, the, the dinosaurs of it. They started when it first got yeah, really yeah. crazy, so they're a lot bigger and a bigger following. But I'm, I'm, I don't ever class myself as a YouTuber. Um, if I go back to the start, I was a chef 22 years ago, a head chef at a gastro pub. So very, very, very normal line to be going into cooking. Um, found the hours very, very hard. I worked myself up from pull, pulling pints to, to making meals and yep. learning, you know, had a passion for cooking. cooking. All self-taught and then got myself to head chef. And then, you know, the hours are ridiculous. It's hot, steamy kitchens, no social life whatsoever. So I, I, I gave up my work and I went back to what I studied at college, which is um, IT, Ian from IT. Um, and uh, basically <laughs> it's... Um, I went to be a business development manager for a large American software company and worked 10 years in the city in London, just commuting backwards and forwards. So completely steered away from food for all those years. And then me and the wife, my wife works away a lot with her, with her business. Sure. Um, and we want to have kids. So it was the, the case of one of us had to sort of give up work to sort of be at home more. So I said, you know, what? I'm going to give up my job. Um, I'm going to be at home and be a home dad. 
mental. Um, sure. So I did it. And at this time, you know, Jamie, Jamie Oliver was doing um, comfort food. Yeah. Um, the Hairy Bikers were doing all their big based pie type meals, if you like. All beautiful books, don't get me wrong. But there was nothing really out there in the health, health wise. And it was something that I was really passionate about. I was still sure. doing a lot of health food. Um, so I passed, posted a few videos on YouTube. But at this point, it was, it was pre-Delicious Ella and things like that. It was just like no one out there doing health food type recipes. And from there, it suddenly blossomed into this, this beautiful thing that people started to watch. So now, going back, what now moving forward four or five years... YouTube to me is a platform to show that I knew that I could present with my with my London job. I knew that I could cook from 22 years ago. I was really healthy in my food. Let's combine the three and put it on YouTube, but see what that brings. So it's really a CV for me. I actually do a lot more work with big blue tip brands yep. all over the country, sure. doing most random jobs. But presenting and cooking to an audience and the masses is where I'd like to be, or recipe writing. The YouTube channel shows that I can cook and present. So it doesn't really matter so much about sort of like how much that's in the limelight, if that makes sense. It does, it does. Yeah, it's, it's more about those brands sort of seeing it, really. So what, where did the idea come from? Because the reason why I ask that is that I think I think a lot of our listeners, and certainly from chatting with friends, um, things that we've done in the mag, things we've done on previous podcasts, how, how, do, you, how do you go about uh, getting started? When did you realise, oh, this is actually gaining traction? Because I, I imagine a lot of people... It must be a bit like fishing, you know, you, you cast the line in there, oh God. It's a massive risk, if I'm honest with you. Sure. I just jacked in a, a hell of a good job, you know, to be at home and it, I didn't really earn anything. I'm not going to be crass and talk about money too much, but um, you, you don't really earn anything for like two years. Go on. Seriously, all this myth about you suddenly start making all this money, it's a very expensive hobby and you only start doing it if you're passionate and know that you've got something that's going to do something. Otherwise, don't do it. And I'd say that to all the kids today at the moment, that they think they just go on there and make millions of pounds, for instance. It's a hard graft. It's a very costly thing to do. So it's, it's one of those things you've got to either be passionate about something and know you've definitely got something that's going to work or leave it. Just to explain to the, the listener, my, uh, Ian saw my jaw hit the table there because I, di- I didn't know that. I, I, I probably am one of those people that would think, mm-hmm. God, they make, they make videos and, and then, then you're a billionaire. <laughs> you <know>? um, <laughs> well, this, this is what's apparent now. If you look at um, YouTube, how it's transformed in this beautiful um, platform and how it's changed over the years, you will now start to see that the people with actually, are, um, what's the word? A, a career and something that actually is tangible that they can do for a living they're the ones that are pulling through here and a lot of the people are dying away because if you haven't actually got a true talent of it it will shine through okay you can make some slime for instance but it's not really a true talent you, if you can cook <laughs> yeah, yeah i've got kids you can tell yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you had me with the slime there yeah, if you can cook if you can do <laughs> decent makeup you know all these traits they're true traits and a lot of those are now booming past everyone else because they're the people you actually want to be listening to. It's true, because I guess it's transient, isn't it? Because if, if you are a video, but there isn't a, a talent per se, mm-hmm. it's probably only going to take you so far, isn't it? Absolutely, absolutely. You, you've got to have something behind something that's actually something you're going to learn from. Because that's what you go there for, isn't it? Learn and, and to lose a few hours. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewellery. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. 
That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Watching slime. <laughs> we've, made so, we've made so much. If listeners aren't with me on this, if you Google making slime, you'll, you will realise that parents spend a lot of their free time making slime for unicorns or other... It's also such. frying our children's brains, isn't it? <laughs> well, yeah, it, it is. Um... So my, our four-year-old asks, and we we try steer her away from watching the the unicorn slime yeah videos. Does she have kids tube? Yeah, it's on there. Should we should we be going through that then? That's the one generally to you. I don't know how we got onto this, by the way. Do you think it is? For, do you think <laughs> this is a? Well, you know what? I always believe that if we always say it balance that if we have if we start having a passionate conversation about something, genuinely, we think just let it go. No, 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 opposite. We think if we're having this passionate conversation, we think other people will be having a similar passionate conversation, if that makes sense. Ah, right, OK. I so the it. fact that you and I are going all in on the slime or all in on the, the YouTube. I'm sure every other parent out there knows everything about it. But yeah, it's called Kids Tube. But do you think there is a, do you think there is a danger that we yeah, are? 100%. My daughter. So this is a new thing to us because yes. we 100% black. Uh, we, we are... What's the word? Um, we're very strict with, with um, iPads. They're used at certain areas. It's for learning. Um, they have some games on there as well. But usually I don't want them to go into this bubble of losing themselves. I'd rather be outside playing. That's how I'd really totally. love that to be. Yeah. Getting them outside that door is bloody hard, though. But it's a good push. But my daughter, when we first got Kids Tube, she must have wasted four hours watching just kids making slime. I yeah. thought, I'm not sure this is that educational, is it? Really? You're, mate, you're singing to the choir on this one. Yeah. But she was quiet for four hours. Don't get me wrong. There's that. It's the it's the trade off, isn't it? So yeah. you've got sanity for four hours, but on the other hand, exactly, exactly. Uh, one thing I wanted to ask you about: How did you come about the different? <laughs> I didn't laugh. Stitched up. How did you come about the different? Instead of chapters, it's baskets. You got basket one, basket two. Um, what was the thought process there? Because I, I I like how you've broken up there. You've got warming around the world, relaxed. That was beautifully beautifully led in. Thank that you very really much. Really was. Um, yeah. So if you look at the baskets, we're talking seasonality, aren't we? Yeah? Yes. So, what do we do in a wintry-type month? We always try and think about those heartier, wintry-type dishes, things like beef bourguignon. Uh, we've got some hearty bolognese in there. And then you get to the middle of the book, we're getting up to the summertime. So flick to the centre, and it's all light and fresh salads, some still hearty things on a Sunday. But generally, the way we, what we eat as a culture, we want to be eating weather-dependent. We don't want to be having a big hearty stew on a hot summer's day. So we try to write it in that order. And if you look towards the back of the book, it then flows back into those wintry months again. Ah, beautiful. Well, uh, the this All Being Well will come out today is Monday the 1st of July. My birthday. Wonderful. 
Is it really? Yeah. Happy birthday for today, which is because this is going out live on Monday, the 1st of July. <laughs> so Still happy, my birthday. Happy birthday. <laughs> um, one thing I want... Well, what, 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 given it is your birthday coming up, what are, you, what are you doing for your birthday? I will be going out and someone else cooking for me. Go on. Yeah. Where, whereabouts? Farmyard restaurant in Norwich. Big plug for you, by the way, guys. Um, I'll tell you what, mate, you've got your starter for free. <laughs> I'm hoping the low whole lot for free. Big plug, I have to link it up to them. Yeah, it's just an exceptional restaurant. It's, you know, it's not, it's not exceptional. It's, um, it is like this. Sure. I don't like it to be too over-pretentious or too over-fast-foody. Um, I want it to be in the middle, sort of like very good quality pub grub. Uh, Ian, how many YouTube subscribers do you have? Um, at the moment, I think I've got 91,000. 91,000. Yeah. So what's, what's the plan there? Because the, I guess the beautiful thing about your relationship with food and given your backstory is that you can only get better and better. Obviously, the, the passion is there, the, the work ethic is there, um, the food is never going away. Is the, is the plan there to, to keep growing and growing the channel or are you would you be happy stay, staying where you are? The reason why I ask that is because I, I have friends who work in entertainment they're very happy staying exactly where they are or others want to get bigger what, what's what's the plan for you there um i think organically the channel will always grow um yeah. we record once a week for the channel um which works perfectly for me i don't want to overcommit to it um then you've got to f keep flipping the social media plates and keeping them spinning so you've got your instagram your your twitter your facebook instagram tv now isn't it as well. right. and you know funny you should say that i want to write more books I feel that the seven-day basket is an endless design. It's it's that idea of that could be ongoing. There could, there could be you know ten, fifteen seven-day baskets. It's just a concept that we're actually trying to push as well. Um, so hopefully it will lead on to that. So in my mind, I have a rough idea as to how you keep doing the seven-day baskets, but my idea might be wrong. How how would you keep doing the seven-day basket? So my, my idea would it be would there be a summer seven-day basket, a Christmas? Seven day basket. However, you want to do it. For instance, at the moment, those recipes are just what I've written to go into that basket from a set amount of ingredients. It's only the same as a pub changing their menu seasonally, weekly, monthly. It's continuous. So once people are finished with doing this book, for instance, I would love them to go to another one and say, right, we've got the new seven day baskets, a new set of recipes, but it's the same concept. They're still doing that one shop once a week. They're still coming back, still at zero waste, and they're still having varied meals or balanced meals. I mean, be careful on that font. <laughs> could, be a, could be a very ugly court case. Um, but I mean, the, the feedback, the feedback so far must be one of thank, thank you for doing this. I imagine because because we, you know, we live in an age where lots of people want to watch their way. Oh, double meaning of the word waste. But we want to. I meant waste in terms of the the dustbin because we live in an age where it it feels like, especially the last couple of years, people are trying their their best to be super environmentally minded it does feel like the planets have aligned with, with this one doesn't it yeah definitely um i work closely with two specialists with food waste i do one for norfolk and i do one for london so it's something that's very close to my heart anyway um and that's just really raising awareness of everything um food waste so, is so what, what do you mean what, what do you do there um so i've got uh, norfolk savvy which is a food um um place in norfolk which works with the council closely to try and get people to cook more efficiently from home um, and that's with, uh, I write recipes for them. Um, I look at the way they actually do their food shop, how they actually do cook. And it's, it's one of those, those places which you can see they're trying to make a real big dent on Norfolk's or food waste. And they really are. 
Um, we have zero landfill in Norfolk, for instance. Oh my gosh! Which is pretty incredible. <laughs> That's unbelievable. Yeah. Is there is there a type of food that may surprise us in terms of the, the, the most commonly wasted? You know, there's is there a, a food that, without realising, we could have actually got a lot more out of? You know, there's certain food type where you, you think you've used it and you put it in the bin and you might be going, no, you could have got another meal out of that, you know. Uh, we recently did um, um, some work with a company called Fairshare, which is a charity based in uh, London. Yeah. Actually, it's, it's, it's all over the country. It's probably the biggest food share company in the country. And what they do is they take... Um, Food waste, which isn't actually waste, it's things that, which are coming up to dates um, or has been overordered or overstocked by these big companies. Sure. And what they do is they take it in and they spread it out to things like preschools, um, uh, dinners, uh, after school dinners, um, elderly homes, people in need, local community. And it's, it's about trying to, it, it doesn't need to become waste, if that makes sense. If you keep it, it within day, we can actually move it through the system. There's, we've got this this element of poverty of people needing so much and we've got this element of waste which is being wasted it seems crazy that we just don't move the shift on that to go towards the the, the masses that need it um and, and basically the, the work they're doing is is, is critical for the, critical for the uk it's, it's beautiful what they're doing it's it's probably one of the nicest oiled cogs of a business i've ever seen it's products comes in and everything goes out and they literally have zero waste now given you are you given you are actively doing something about this the 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 food bank thing. I mean, that, does that not just break your heart? Absolutely. Well, you know, this is, this, I'm new to learning so much about this in such a short period of time. I've done lots of North, Norfolk over the last three years. But when you, you, you travel to London, you really do see the global scale of it. And it's, it's ridiculous. It, it, it is heartbreaking. And if we have this mentality in our, our mindsets where we shift from what we're wasting at home, we can solve that problem. It seems such an easy thing to do. Just why are we throwing things away? Freezers are our friends. God of the old chest day freezers. Do you remember them? Yeah. Well, They've, you know, they're a dying breed for some reason, but they're, they're a brilliant thing. Well, this is it. So, so it, uh, if you think maybe 10 years ago, maybe not even that, the freezer was seen as this, this, this bad thing. That was a glorious and thing. And now, in, I'd say even like the last six months, maybe. Yeah, I'd say maybe about the last six months. Oh, no. Actually, the freezer is an amazing thing and we can. We can, uh, what's it called, B- uh, bulk uh, batch cooking. Absolutely. You know, these are all game changers, aren't they? Absolutely. And that brings it back to the book. There's so many recipes in here because I'm, I'm from a batch cooking basis. So I, I don't really eat things like a stodgy bread lunch. There's nothing wrong with that. Just for me personally, I prefer to have the same as what I had from the night before. So with a lot of recipes on there, we slightly overcook, still from the same basket of food. But it's, I won't call that waste because that is perfect for your lunch the next day. I would prefer to have a Maldivian chicken curry with rice heated up from the microwave the next day for lunch than I would do a sandwich from the, the, the local shop, for instance. Sure. Um, and there's so many recipes in there that works like that. And it's such a beautiful thing to take a nice big pot of hot food to work with you rather than mm, a bit of a crappy lunch, really. When you say we can all, we can all help solve the food bank thing, how so? The whole thing with food food bank or food waste in, in person? Food bank. Uh, well, this is where we've just got to be more sensible and savvy with bigger companies as well. Because obviously we're just saying, just first of all there, that we've got a big problem with home users. We're obviously the biggest one out of all of that. But obviously with the big thing with the big corporations and the companies producing these foods, if they can do more, then then surely we can help solve the problem. I don't want to get all... I don't, I'm mindful of turning into 80s era uh, Ben Elton here, but the, there was the news today about... Uh, Prince Harry and Meghan and the, the £2.4 million 
refurb and, I, and, you, and I re, you read that and you and, you, and then you, you know you see a movie like I Daniel Blake or you just open the newspaper or you know you go on the web and, and find out about food banks it's uh do you feel optimistic is it something that we can help eradicate do you think it's up to we the people or you know is it something that um I think we can all do more, more needs to be done you know I'm just I'm I'm a, I'm a home chef who's produced a book that's getting involved with that. Yeah. Whether or not I can put a massive stamp on it, I'm just going to do my piece, what I can I can really know that I can physically do. Sure. But there's no reason why anyone else can, can't do that. It's all about helping. And if we generally think we have this global problem, which we do, then we can all get involved. And also to be... To be uh, it's probably time I'm a, I'm a <laughs> maybe too optimistic, but um, it was felt a few years ago that, um, say, with, with pollution, oh, well, there's nothing that, that we can do. But because so many people actually did feel passionately about it and do something about it. You have like the ozone layer actually is being reversed because we we all care so passionately. We're all doing our bit. Hopefully the, the same goes when it comes to food, I guess. I really do hope so. I really do. Um, well, may, may I ask, we, we get this out there. I'm, I'm holding it up in the air. Um, we get this out there. We say this is a huge hit. Um, can you share with us, I know you've said that you've got other plans for this. Can you share with us what's coming up for the next few uh, weeks and months? With the book, you, with you, with you in life in with general, with me in person. God, dear idea, breathing. I think yeah. <laughs> um, we've done so much press, and we've been very, very blessed. The last two weeks have been a roller coaster for me with um, press and publications and interviews. Stepping outside my remit of normality in my life, yeah. um, suddenly putting into uh, locked in a room with a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, we've got lots going on. I'm, I'm hoping that. Over the next couple of months, I, I, it's, it's like I say, it's a spinning plate. So I'm constantly. Are you waving? No, do you want to talk about your YouTube series and then the, the food video content with Fair Share? I think those are two nice things. Sure. You want to flag in advance? That was very good. Perfect. That was very good. Um, yeah. So we've had we've had a, a roller coaster road the the last sort of two weeks. Um, they've just been crazy for press. Um, very 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 blessed. Like twenty or thirty publications throughout press and magazines, TV, things like this. The podcast, sure. which is wonderful to address that straight away. So thank you so much. Um, we've also worked um, closely with Fair Share, who I was just mentioning. Yeah. And over the next month, we're going to put a few projects in place where we're going to film for them and generally raise awareness for them across their social channels as well as my own. Anything like that which raising awareness is, is a good thing. Um, we have done four um, selective chef cook-offs from the book. Yep. So we've got Dean Edwards, we've got Francis Quinn from British Bake Off, yep. we've got Matt Ardlard, who's a, a Norwich resident chef, and we have got one more to get confirmed. Well, I'm flattered that you've asked. Oh, Miguel um, Barkley, sorry, One Pound Meals, <laughs> the, the other incredible um, chef. <laughs> um, may, may I ask? I know, I know we've. Uh, I, I've, I've done my cla- regular listeners will know that I do this thing where it sounds like I'm wrapping up and then I carry on for another week. Um, how lovely has it been from a personal perspective, given uh, what you've gone through? You, as you say, you started off pulling pints. Here we are in what is frankly a very swanky podcast studio, talking about your lovely, lovely new book. What's that like, mate? It's fairly, fairly good, to be honest with you. <laughs> I mean, what's not to love about it? I've got a book that's been printed and it's beautiful. Um, yeah, it's a proud moment. It really is. Was there, may I ask, was there ever a plan? So the, earlier this year, Olivia Coleman, in her Oscar acceptance speech, she said I was, a, I'm, I'm holding my pen like an Oscar, but she said that she was a cleaner and what she what she would do was that when she's cleaning the floor, she practices this Oscar acceptance speech. Um, I, I've heard Cuba Gooding Jr. say, say something similar there, there there was there was a plan if you like 
was it the same for you when you were pulling pints? Were you secretly daydreaming of one day having a, a book out and so on? I think that's hard to say. Yeah, I would definitely. Anyone, I think anyone would want to be published, wouldn't they? They would love to make a book. It's something you can hold and you know that's going to be timeless. It's going to be there on shelves forever. Hopefully not in a stockist, obviously, but on people's shelves at home. Um, so, <laughs> quick plug on that one. Buy the book. Um, but yes, yeah, so you always you always um, strive. I always say you strive to do the best that you can in your life. And that's what I say to my kids as well. Whatever direction you want to take in is, is the best thing for you. Did I know I was going to be a published, published author when I was 22? Definitely not. Sure. Definitely not. But I knew that there was lots of different avenues of work that I was going to travel through before I got to that sort of area. And when I started studying and working with food again and yeah. started cooking again, I knew I had something that was going to be good. And I was very passionate about it. And it just so happens that it ended with a beautiful book. Uh, Ian, this this has been an absolute blast. It was thank you so real much. pleasure to chat with you. So pleasure th- for me. Thanks very much. Thanks for talking about the book. But um, I, on a, on a personal level... The, the like stuff about the 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 YouTube and the fact that they've got to stick it out for two years before you make a profit. Just lots of uh, really interesting insight there. So uh, thanks, Ian. Thank you. Take care, man. All the best. Cheers. Thank you. Thank you. That was Ian Haste there, the author of the Seven Day Baskets. You can follow him on all the social channels. Oh, one thing I've never done before is plug balance in terms of the social channels. I don't think I must have done eighteen episodes statistically I must have done yeah surely at balance LDN if you're enjoying the podcast do us a solid spread the word tell your friends if you're not enjoying it just keep it to yourself go onto iTunes wherever you get podcasts five star reviews positive review it all helps I mean it thank you very much uh, fill your boots go crazy five stars always grateful uh, drop me a line podcast at we I had an email from America. It was very exciting. Uh, <laughs> as you know, it doesn't take much. It doesn't take much to excite me. It doesn't. Um, <laughs> I'm so sad. I got an email from America. Um, podcast. Oh my god. I think I, I, deep down, I'll always be. I'll always be a seven-year-old. Um, podcast at balance.media for sales. For sales. Um, who would? Can you believe this is free? Who would want? Who wouldn't want to advertise? Uh, sales at balance.media. Look, all the correspondence, it means a lot. Uh, thanks very much. I, 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 I will... No, should I share this? I was at a wedding recently, and someone uh, fed back to me something they'd heard. Where where they heard it? On the Balance podcast. It, it would have been so much... It would have been so dignified if I'd kept that to myself. But oh no, I had to share it with everyone. Um, anyway... Thanks very much. Um, I've been James Gill. Have a lovely week and uh, thank you for all your support. Bless you. Thank you. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. 
Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.